but when I see it, I'm, I I want to say it almost Italian, like Vizella. <laughs> Get your hand ready, just go like Vizella. Right. Welcome to Scissor Tail Nation, your local Tulsa, Oklahoma podcast covering all things FC Tulsa, with an overview of the broader USL Championship League and a look at our men's and women's national teams and their players competing for club teams abroad. We are happy to have you with us and hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us again today. My name is Brian. And my name is Bo, and we are the hosts of Scissor Tail Nation. Welcome back to episode two. Yeah, it uh, we had a lot of good support and response from episode one. I was happy to see that, Bo. Did you uh, catch all that? I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a good time for the past week, and you know, we just thank you guys for listening to the podcast and downloading it from wherever you get your podcast from. Yeah, absolutely. So the the thing is, is um, you know, Bo and I were talking about this. It content is sort of an issue, but I think just overall, we get a lot of news. Um, there are a lot of activities happening in the league, and there are some stories going. But um, just as a focus of the show, uh, we're going to do everything we can to keep it interesting and cover different topics, and uh, maybe some of these fun games that uh, teams are playing with each other through uh, the the E Cup or any of the other activities that are going on. Yeah, I mean, I think overall, you know, with Rocket League, I think that will be a good chance for for the USL fans to kind of see football from a different light. I mean, the teams will be competing against each other, and um, I mean, if you haven't played Rocket League, very competitive game, and you can set your settings like zero gravity, and then I mean, it's just it's a solid game. I would highly recommend it. Well, I've personally never played Rocket League, but um, I have seen it played before, and it does seem like a pretty fun game to do. Well, Rocket League aside, Brian, I think we'll uh, dive in right here with just FC Tulsa news. Did you read that article about Ariel and Dario? I did. Um, And for anybody listening to this, if you have not read that article, first of all, go to Google Play or the App Store on your iPhone and download the FC Tulsa app. There's a lot of fun games and a lot of stories that come through that, as well as that's the direct feed from the club themselves to go ahead and push out any information that somebody should have about the team. They did uh, push out a, an amazing story about Dario and Ariel. So, Bo, yeah, go ahead and tell us a little bit about it. So the article, it kind of just tells the story about Ariel and Dario, their journey with soccer. And um, one thing that I found fascinating or just really key in a lot of players outside of the U.S. is that soccer's, you know, the key thing that drives them, that wants them to become a big a big spot in their family's life, but also in their professional growth. So soccer was a key part in Dario and Ariel's life growing up in Cuba. And one thing that I didn't know a lot about was that players in the Cuban soccer league or football league, they aren't paid. So they definitely had a strong desire to come to the U.S. and not just make money playing soccer doing what they love but also playing what they love and playing um with the guys that they can hopefully uh, connect well with on the pitch and i think that's where you know the story really highlighted what they wanted to do and now they're at fc tulsa and they're fan favorites which is nice well not just fan favorites but you know martinez is the team captain and that's um I mean, if I just encourage everybody to go read that story in, in its entirety because it talks about the hardships that they go through just to become eligible to play outside of Cuba. And now, recently, um, given the title of captain of FC Tulsa, it's a pretty amazing story altogether. 
Yeah, for sure. One last thing I'll just say about the article is that within Cuba, it's nice that out, countries outside of the U.S. is that you still see the the development in the academy. So Dario and Ariel were both on the U-17, U-20s, and U-23 programs, and they went all, all the way up to their senior teams. And, you know, you definitely have that in the U.S. here, but you you may not have that in other countries, and I think that's where – you know, they really highlighted their skills on the pitch and became successful footballers. And now for a spotlight on some of our players. Maybe we should start with the forwards. Yeah, that's a good spot. We were on defense last time. Um, They did a great job in game one. Now let's focus on forwards, especially with that article that came out. We were already talking about Dario and uh, Ariel anyway. So start off with Ariel, Mr. El Capitan himself. One thing that I liked about him is that he was solid on the Cuban national team. He scored 29 goals and then 26 assists for the Cuban side. And before FC Tulsa, he played down in Miami for four years and also had a pretty good career down there. 23 goals and 16 assists. Being the captain, it's more than just leading the players on the pitch. It's about leading them and sort of everybody having the trust that you have the experience to do it, right? So... You know, he played on that Cuban national team for years, um, 2006 all the way to 2015. So even though Cuba is not the most competitive national team out there, you're still getting international competition and you're still playing other very competitive games. So it, um, I think that goes to show a little bit as to why he was able to get that, uh, that captain's band. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a experience goes a long way. And I think once you're once you know that, like the kind of growth that it takes to be uh, the captain, or just see what other players have gone through, I think that's really comes out on the field. Yeah, definitely. So for Dario Suarez, he joined FC Tulsa, also from the Miami FC. Started here in this 2020 season. 27 years old. He did score 23 goals while he was playing in Miami. So also a, a pretty prolific goal scorer in his short American soccer career. Uh, he's only been over here since 2015. He did play in Cuba prior to that for a couple years in their unpaid professional league, as you covered earlier. Um, and then he had a little bit of a stint in the National Premier Soccer League in Michigan prior to going down to Miami FC. Um, he did score about 11 goals, I think it was, when he was in the NPSL as well. So he's definitely got some experience as a forward. He's a little bit younger than Ariel is, uh, not by an extreme amount, but does have some experience putting some balls in the back of the net. Yeah, he's he's got a few goals under his belt. I think he'll be huge for us coming down the, the end of the season towards playoffs. I think another thing to point out with Dario, though, is that he's going to also play um, both the left and right midfield as well. That leaves Coach Ince in a little bit of an opportunity to sort of place him where he needs him for the moment. But right now, in the starting 11, he had him up up in the very front. And then you bring up a really good point there where it's like Coach Ince, he knows his players, and he knows where to put them and when to put them. So you notice in that game, he really put in midfielders and they came out with the draw but he has a lot of weapons and I think that's where we'll see you know maybe some other strikers like Boache I think he could easily step in and get some quality minutes in for FC Tulsa he played for in the second Portugal division for I'm gonna butcher this is it Vizela is that correct or Vizela yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm i going to say Vizela. I don't know. <laughs> we're not, we're not Portuguese, so 
Um, it's, it's all a, it's all across yeah, the board there. When, but. when I see it, I'm, I I want to say it almost Italian, like Vizella. <laughs> but I don't, I don't. <laughs> Get your hand ready. Just go like Vizella. All right. But anyway, all right. Boache. He uh he appeared uh, seventy times for Vizella, and he started twenty nine times. He scored twelve goals, and then over there in Europe in the second tier. I mean, that's you're you're really showing yourself off there for starting. 29 times and scoring 12 goals so Boache look look out for him yeah absolutely you know we we were talking about coach Incy and having a lot of players that he can use and that that brings up uh, Mufan Udo I was surprised that he didn't get any minutes on that game against Sacramento Republic in week one because he actually has a record under his belt when he was playing in the Nigerian professional soccer league He's the only player in the league history to score 20 goals in a single season, and he set the record at 23 back in 2014. So Mufon has a lot of experience. I can't wait to see him get out on the pitch. He did just join the squad earlier this year, so um, I'm not picking on Coach Ensian's sort of decision-making abilities here. That That's not what I'm saying in any way, shape, or form. But I am excited to see him take the pitch and see what he can do. Because what was the nickname that you said or how they described him as a player, Bo? Fox in the box. So yeah. That... He, he'll be feisty. I'm not sure how tall he is, but, I mean, if he can get his ball on the head, I mean, he'll he'll definitely do a good job for us. So Yeah, he's he's five foot eight. Five foot eight. okay. I mean, you look at Messi. He's around the same height. He He can score some headers. So, Udo. We're looking for some headers from you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't have to defend his height to me. Um, he's the one playing professional <laughs> soccer, not me. So <laughs> I'm sure he's just fine. Um, I've got two inches on you, but I don't think I can play anywhere near what you can do. Brian is going to be on the pitch next week, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. sure. Yeah, I'll be on the pitch next week because nobody else will be, so I won't look so bad. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, right. So let, let's move on over to uh, Marlon Santos, um, our Brazilian yeah. forward. Uh, Bo, what do you think? So if you're playing in Brazil, I mean, first of all, that's where a lot of the, you know, the, the European players that you see who are doing success successful things over there. I think that's where you see a lot of them come out of that Brazilian league. And Marlon, he'll prove a good quality striker as well. I think kind of like what the deal is with Udo. I think it's just part of learning Ensign's coaching strategy and just find out where he can play a good piece in the FC Tulsa side. Yeah, I mean, the thinking about it from the other side, though, is that he's played for a lot of squads since 2015. So I don't know if it's just a he's trying to find his spot where he can get some really good playing time because every time he's on a club, he's only got you know, up to 10 appearances. He he did have 35 appearances for a couple seasons when he started in Brazil back in 2015 to 2017, but there hasn't been a lot of playing time for him in actual competition in the last three or four years. So I'm interested to see what kind of energy he has when he comes out there and what kind of contribution he'd like to make to his new squad. Definitely. And then lastly, but certainly not least, we got Toby Uzo, who has also played in the MPSL, the Nigerian uh, professional football league for a little bit and he had a very successful career at Myrtle Beach Mutiny scored 17 goals and in 24 appearances and but they were unfortunately defunct and he, he made his way to Colorado Switchbacks and then on to FC Tulsa so we uh, were hoping for good things from Mr. Uzo I think he's looking for what that 6-4 vertical or 6-4 height he He's looking to do good things in the box as well. 
Yeah, he's got a lot of experience. He also played some college ball um, down in Coastal Carolina, and there's obviously that Carolina's sort of connection when he was playing for Myrtle Beach there too. That was his most successful season when he was playing for the Myrtle Beach Mutiny. You know, he left that team and he went over to play at the Colorado Switchbacks. So obviously he showed enough for the Switchbacks to want to pick him up and bring him over into the into the USL at the time. And having the experience of playing professional football or professional soccer in this league for that year already, or those two years, excuse me, already, is going to actually help us, I think, when it comes down when we're later in the season and these guys are a little bit fatigued and we got to have, you know, some of the forwards switching out a little bit more often um, from a game perspective. And that um, I think we have some experience up there, but let's not get ahead of ourselves because we saw in week one that that might've been the biggest area of struggle for us as a team is that attacking third. Maybe it's just going to take a little bit of time and hopefully not even more time since we've been out of soccer for a few weeks here but for them to sort of mesh and jive with each other, kind of like what we were talking about with the U.S. women's national team last episode about they have that chemistry, and that's a huge part of their success. Yeah, definitely. And then I want to go back to something you said that, so Uzo, he definitely has the USL experience. He'll prove to be, you know, this team, I think he'll he'll have that mindset of where to be um, if he's familiar with that squad when maybe if they're playing against the switchbacks. Who knows, maybe NCN will start him on that game and he'll have a very you know, just active time up front. That's a good point. I you know, I could we could pull up the schedule and say, Oh, when are we playing the switchbacks? Let's mark that down on the calendar and see if we're correct, but we'll have to see if that date holds true or if it's gonna get shifted in some way. So I like that insight though. We could be using him as a sort of a, an internal spy on what their game plan might be or what, you know, his perspective on what their game plan might be. Yeah. Okay. Well, Bo, I enjoyed covering some of the forwards with us here. And what we'll do is next episode, we'll actually look at some of the midfielders. How's that sound? I think that's a good idea. You know, just kind of getting used to the team and uh, seeing who's, who's going to prove just to have quality minutes. It's time for an update on the USL Championship. Let's do it. Right off the top. And everybody who's listening, if you want, if you literally just Google USL Week 1 Power Rankings, you can pull up this article. In fact, Bo, when we're done here and the show's released, why don't you just retweet out the Week 1 Power one uh, power Rankings so everybody can kind of take a look at what we're talking about as well. Biggest movers, uh, the Las Vegas Lights jumped 11 spots. So that is kind of a big deal. That's not a little move. I mean, they weren't the only team that jumped up big. I mean... Uh, St. Louis, they jumped up nine spots to number nine um, after beating Miami FC. And then uh, the switchbacks, they were they jumped up eight to number 24. So definitely a lot of moves in the first week, even though it's it was a couple weeks ago. But yeah, I enjoyed going through those power rankings. I didn't. Did you see any uh, like upsets out there on the power rankings? Uh, yeah. I am upset that we got a draw against Sacramento Republic and we went down to 23. I mentioned it for two seconds in our last episode, but I am really upset that Sacramento got to stay number six and we went down number 23. Maybe, hold on, let's maybe look at this from a different perspective. Maybe the USL writers or the team of people that were writing these preseason power rankings actually thought FC Tulsa was going to win that game. And because they only got a draw, only got a draw, they dropped them four spots. 
but Bowen. I love that. Yeah, you, you got to look at it from a positive light, right? So, um, but then, but then you read what they wrote. FC Tulsa, twenty-three, down four spots from last week at nineteen. Right now, twenty-third. It was a backs to the wall display, and Sean Lewis had to be excellent early. But getting that first point under their belts will do plenty for Tulsa's confidence moving forward. Kind of a backhanded compliment, if I ever read one. Yeah. Wow. I think I'm just gonna ignore that comment and then you know just kind of look at the light that you're you just said the just saying how we tied them and we were the ones who went down so they expected us to win that game so okay that's uh I love that I love that all right that thanks for pulling me out of my negativity hole here for a second I appreciate it we're not better <laughs> yeah I mean other other upsets I. I don't know. Um, Miami FC went down six spots. You know, the I think Portland Timbers 2 got a bad draw in week one. I mean, anybody playing Phoenix Rising was going to get a bad draw in week one. But they um, they dropped nine spots from, the what was it, 17th down to 26? Or, I'm sorry, 26 down to 35. So they are now the, quote-unquote, last-ranked team in the league. I, I told you, I watched most of that game in Phoenix. Yeah. And... They they did get tore up. It, it looked like a college team playing a high school team. Yeah, I watched a little bit of the highlights too, and I mean, I enjoyed watching it. I saw the save that you mentioned. Oh my gosh, that that was a brilliant save. I must say so. I I don't remember the guy's name, but shout out to him, that goalkeeper. Just a great save off the uh, free kick, but unlucky because they got the goal. Phoenix Rising they remain as number one, followed by number two. Louisville FC, and then number three is still Indy 11s. Top three remain unchanged, but the rest of the rankings just kind of all over the place. Yeah, we'll see. You know, season will be back on. Um, there was that news uh, from uh, FC Tulsa via the app the other day, right, that they're looking at sometime early mid-May is when we might start up again. So just looking forward to that and, and seeing when we come out of this. They're abroad, they're Americans, they're not just in Europe for the baguettes, they're playing club football. Here's an update of how they're doing. <laughs> Guess what, Bo, there's no updates. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on, yeah. No updates, because, um, fortunately or unfortunately... We do not have any American players in Belarus right now. Um, I think you and I both took the time to look and see if there was any players in that entire Belarusian Premier League, and there's not a single one, and that's the only league in the entire world that is playing right now since the A-League shut down in Australia. Well, not just that, but a lot of the the stuff that's going on right now is that it's all like, who's going to be on this roster? Well, we don't know exactly who yet. So, What, we'll, what do you uh, mean? for the olympics or for the like the world cup qualifying like we don't know who's going to be on those rosters yet or who's going to be on the roster for the next game so that's just it's still kind of up in the air for those rosters but we'll uh, we'll keep a lookout on those yeah i it's hard to say because you know a lot think about it right and it, a lot of the club teams are going to be trying to make up make up games 
they're going to have these packed schedules. Good thing is, is that soccer is a year round sport, but they've got to move European championships to 2021. Now they're moving the Olympics itself to 2021 as well. So we're going to have all of these club games and these international competition games, qualifiers, all of that stuff trying to happen at one time. There might be some players that are unable to break away from their club for travel restrictions or, or travel time frames to be able to even make the squad. So we've we've got to be on the ball every single chance we get to field the best players that we possibly can to qualify for any of these tournaments that we might be able to qualify for. Definitely. Yeah. And that's that's going to be tough when you have injuries, too. I mean, playing those like simultaneously, just a national team and then a national game on Saturday and then a club game on Sunday or Tuesday. So it's just the athletes are going to be exhausted, I think. Look, Bo, when I play FIFA, which is much harder than real life, right, playing that video game, those players, they even show fatigue when you're doing like a preseason tournament or, you know, you got something on there. So if if my FIFA players have a difficult time doing it, I think maybe the real life guys might have a difficult time doing that. Hey, let me quick question. Do you do you press the sprint trigger the whole time? Absolutely. It's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sprint, right. tackle and slide, man. I I've, I've I hold the record um, for anybody I've ever played with in red cards in games. So sometimes I'm playing with nine players. It's pretty amazing. Okay. All right. I was going to say, because like, I think you can the maximum red cards you can get in FIFA is five, correct? Uh, you know what? Maybe I don't have the record. Maybe you do, because I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, that was FIFA 13, so. Oh. And that, that was on the Wii, so that's that's a different story. Okay. Yeah, FIFA 13. Yeah. I No, I, I play 18. Um, do, you, do you play FIFA 13 on a black and white TV, or? <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll move on to closing news here, folks. <laughs> closing news. Um, A-League in Australia, sadly, it's shut down. So the funny thing about that is that I was getting so into it that I was actually looking forward to seeing the Brisbane Roar play or West Sydney FC play. And now, well, I probably will never watch that league again. Yeah. Well, and then... I mean, I feel like the managers over there were pretty excited too. Like, hey, we're the only soccer team or soccer league that's playing. Like, people from America or from Europe are going to be like, yeah, let's go watch Aussie football. And it's like, no. It's, yeah, it was fairly recent, like within the last week or so. But we do have the Belarusian soccer league still going on. And um, I don't know, you going to catch any games over there, uh. Brian? You know, I looked to see if any were going to be televised on TV, and I didn't catch that any were going to be something that I would access. I only saw that some of those were going to be like through stream or live feed on some website, and I am not technologically savvy in any way, shape, or form, so I don't trust myself to watch it on anything that's not on ESPN or Fox Sports or anything like that. Okay. Hey, that's a fair play there. I, that's okay. And the last final news we have to bring to you guys is our very own Lebo Maloto. Uh, just had his new baby on February 25th. So we got a new member of the FC Tulsa community. Congrats to Mr. Maloto there. If I'm not mistaken, I think they did um, something for him on one of the local news channels the other day that you could have tuned in and they had a little snippet on his new baby. So congratulations. There's more important things to life than playing sports. And your family is definitely at the top of that list. And I think uh, it's, I, I love hearing that uh, there's one more 
part of our Tulsa community that just came into the world. Well, Bo, I appreciate you bringing in some uh, great insight with me here on episode two. The show is now uploaded on many different sites. Um, If you are listening and you are uh, enjoying the show, I know on iTunes there is a review and a comment button. If you would like to leave us one there, that would be greatly appreciated. This concludes our episode. We hope you enjoyed joining us for all things FC Tulsa with an overview of the broader USL Championship League and a look at our men's and women's national teams and their players competing for club teams abroad. Thank you again for listening. Interact with us on Twitter at scissortailnation underscore FC or send us an email at scissortailnation at gmail.com.